This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. So Joshua. We're turning our attention to the 2022 season, and I watched a couple of games here. I went with Detroit, and I went with Houston. You can always go back and watch that Baltimore game, that third and 22 was bananas, how great he was, and how this – there was a race early in the season. Is is Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle both going to be, like, top five fantasy wide receivers? Obviously, the Houston's kind of dwindled down there a little bit. Um, but, Josh, a couple things, just, just real surface level stand out to me. Jalen Waddle is someone who moves in motion a lot. Jalen Waddell is someone who can dominate against zone defense, something that the Dolphins played against, God, I want to say 80% of snaps. Matt Harmon, uh, reception perception, said he beat zone defense 82% of the time, and it really boils down to the dig routes, the different times to cut. He was so impressive when it comes to understanding, knowing when to cut in front of a linebacker or when to work behind him. So to me, it just was year two was all mental. We saw, excuse me, yeah, year two for Waddell was all mental. And Mike McDaniel just kind of helped him take that next step and gave him those opportunities to show how much he knows. Yeah, and if you guys don't know who Matt Harmon is, check him out because that reception perception stuff it's that so he does cool. is just absolutely bonkers. I mean, um, I think you mentioned, what, 83 success rate on those dig routes and then 81.8% success rate against zone coverage. So, I mean, how do you guard a guy like this, right? I mean, if you're in zone coverage, he's going to find the opening, find the spot, two is going to find him. And if you're a man, he's probably just going to, you know, shake you out of your boots and get open anyway. So um, you talked a little bit about that Baltimore game. You won't touch on it too much because I talked about how awesome it was that he plucked that game winner out of thin air. But the other touchdown was on a screen pass. And I don't know if you saw it, Jake, but Liam Eikenberg like flattened the defender. And I just, um, I'm still a little bit baffled that that was actually Liam Eikenberg. That did that. So um, I had to give him a shout out because it was a hell of a block. And um, again, it just goes to show you how versatile Jalen Waddell is. I mean, you mentioned him coming in motion. I mean, how do you cover a guy like that that has that type of speed coming across the formation? You're not going to be able to get your hands on him. You can do those things. You can be an asset in the screen game. Some of the games you watch, he's even lined up in the backfield. I mean, he's the perfect chess piece. And I know that how cliche that is to say, but I mean, I just love watching Jalen Waddell play. And to think that this was only, what, year two? I mean, dude, the sky is seriously the limit with this guy. Seeing Waddle in motion, I kind of go back to the basketball saying, if you're reaching, I'm teaching type thing. Because if you do try to get hands on him at the line of scrimmage, there's a very good chance that you're just going to be downright cooked trying to play that press defense. And, man, Preston Williams in motion, Jalen Waddle in motion, right away you kind of can see a huge difference here where uh, Preston Williams, 
all level athlete, NFL professional. Don't get me wrong. However, moving in motion at the line of scrimmage, I'm pretty confident that another awesome athlete can just pop him at least once to derail play at least a little bit. Very different for someone like Jalen Waddle. So going back to this Detroit game, he caught eight of nine targets for 106 yards and two touchdowns. And my first note is Josh Boyer's defense gave up 24 points with nine minutes still left in the second quarter, but that is not why we're here. We're here to talk about the offense. So first two play of the game, Jalen Waddle went in motion. All of a sudden, the defense is stuck looking. Where's Waddle? Where's Waddle? Oh, by the way, Tyree Kill is there too. His first target, Josh, came out of the backfield. That right there screams to me just the understanding of knowing where to put your guys and how to give them a situation to be open. Because on one side of the field, on the right side, it was Gasicki. It was Tyree Kill. The weight of the defense was all leaning to that side. And then you have Jalen Waddle in the backfield. The goal here is to isolate him against a linebacker. And you go to these dig routes. It's exactly what he did. He wheeled up the field a little bit, went to the 40-yard line, went right to the outside, created that separation. And this was on fourth and four. Boom, first down. The Dolphins didn't even have to think twice about these awkward situations. I mean, you can go back to you know, watching the Broncos panic and, and, and be scared with a minute left in the game, deciding to go for it on fourth and four. This is a situation where not only does McDaniel know how to use Waddle, but that confidence was just so impressive where he could just beat the linebacker. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There was, there was so much else happening in this play, but it all boiled down to Jalen Waddle. And I think that's what really makes him worth that first round pick just the confidence to know that if you have a quarterback that complete 27 of 31 passes who doesn't have any mistakes and I just mean like I'm not saying he's going to throw some balls to the wrong spots but I just mean like slip out of his hand fumbled snap all these little miscues that just add up over time to see him not have those that's why Jalen Waddle is the perfect companion because it just fits two guys that aren't going to make mistakes and if they both continue to do things the right way it's only a matter of time till you you know hit that pinata so many times till that candy's just everywhere yeah, and we're not going to talk about the New England game, but that game early in the year, I think it was uh, week one. I think it was a fourth yep. and seven, and they went for it. I mean, he had someone in his back pocket, and he still, to have put that ball exactly where he could, and, you know, you see Jalen Waddle kind of split three defenders like Moses part in the Red Sea. So it is just such a testament to how their chemistry is back and forth and how, you know, when they need a big play, Waddle's going to make the catch, two is going to make that throw. And to continue to watch them grow, I mean, it, it got to get you, you know, check your pulse if you're not fired up, right? Because um, we sat here and I said personally that Jalen Waddle could be a number one wide receiver on, you know, many teams in the NFL. But at the same time, the way that him and Tyreek Hill complement each other, I mean, oh, awesome. they open things up for one another that maybe some of those other teams, some of those other rosters wouldn't do. So it's just seriously the perfect fit, especially now with Tyreek Hill in here. And um, you're talking about the Detroit game, man. I'm sure you're going to talk about it. But that one play was just picture perfect i think waddle was in the slot right why don't you break that one down because i just envisioned that thing just hitting him in the hands just so perfectly so i think this is the play i'm thinking of i i called it the wall of waddle just because the way he jumped up and just kind of the ball stuck to him there was a defender on him and and that's kind of the idea we get right with number one wide receivers you think of uh not to be too cliche here but you don't even think of the body of Tyree Kill when you think of a number one wide receiver. You think of maybe an Andre Johnson, like an A.J. Brown, one of those big physical type of guys. That's where it gets a little weird when you see these things happening, when you see Tyree Kill sky in the air and make these catches. That's why these guys are number one wide receivers. They're downright freaks. So Waddle lined up in the slot. I think it was a post route over the middle. You're taking a safety with you. And just his ability to box out the safety. As Jalen Waddle, this isn't Mike Gesicki going downfield and fighting for those jump balls. The Dolphins were able to create that space for Waddle for him to go up and do it. 
And one other play, Josh, I want to bring up here, and I'd love for people to go watch, is early in the Detroit game, there was an opportunity where Waddle was lined up on the left side. He was sitting in the slot. So he's looking over his right shoulder, turned around, waiting for Tua to throw him the ball. Tua threw it to the outside, his left shoulder. To see Waddle just turning his head, turn his entire body 180, and by the time the ball is in his hands, knowing that he's turned around and ready to work upfield, I think he was tackled right then and there. But it goes back to what I was saying about no wasted steps. And more importantly, this was an opportunity. The defender was there. They made the tackle. But if the defender's a second late, Waddle's already looking downfield. And one quick shout-out to Mike McDaniel because, Josh, I think we've seen a lot of these plays before. But what we aren't talking about or considering enough is what's happening around the play. For instance, Preston Williams running in motion. For instance, all these plays, despite being over the middle, there's little chance that there's going to be someone right in front of them to absolutely clobber them the second they make the pass. I mean, you go back to the the mid-2000s football, I think every Madden game when you're loading it up, all the highlights were guys getting absolutely clobbered over the middle. And all of a sudden, that kind of scared me about this Dolphins group. I'm not going to lie that, oh, no, if we're just going to go over the middle all the time, is it a land a field of landmines that everyone's going to just explode in? That wasn't the case. Mike McDaniel understood how to get those safeties, get those other cornerbacks out of the way where they had enough time to read and react instead of, hey, surprise, here's a shoulder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about his offense, just how awesome it is and, you know, the spacing and things like that. So, yeah, you definitely got to give him a hat tip. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but Waddle had two touchdowns in that game, right? One, he was lined up on the right side, kind of ran a dig into the middle of the field. He was wide open in the back of the end zone, caught that one. And then Tyreek was in the backfield for that yeah. one. On the other side of the field, it completely pulled the leverage. Sorry to interrupt you, but that, no. that just made me excited. Yeah, and then my favorite, again, was that one where he was in the slot, and I think there were two receivers to the left of him, and they kind of worked inside, and everyone bid on that, and you just have Waddle and one-on-one coverage, and Tua just put that ball so perfectly. So, I mean, that was a great game for you to point out, Jake, and just, again, it showed off a little bit of everything that uh, Jalen Waddle can do, and um, I, I don't know how defenses can game plan for it. I, I really don't. I have written down here for that second touchdown that I'm a writer, and the only thing I can say about that play is number 41 was absolutely cooked check on him he was fried deep fried all of it absolutely torched man that Detroit game and like it's so tough because I want to watch that Buffalo game the highlights uh Kevin Harlan's voice is just so incredible on it but just looking at these under other games it really helps in terms of the process and understanding what this offense is trying to do uh week by week but big picture Josh Jalen Waddle really truly understands how to attack that zone defense how to find those open spots in the secondary and you mentioned it 18 yards per catch best in the league when you look at that and when you see what's different where's the ceiling for Jalen Waddle you know Madden just came out and he's the 18th ranked wide receiver he had eight touchdowns led the league in yards per reception uh 1500 receiving yards and he was in the running for like a top two fantasy guy until Tua got hurt. So with that, where's the ceiling, especially on a team with someone like Tyree Kill? Yeah, well, that was going to be my cliche answer, right? I was going to say Tyree Kill. Nice. He's going to 
be he could be a top three, top five wide receiver in football. I mean, I don't think that's too crazy to think. And we're talking about Madden ratings. He was rated what an eighty-eight overall, I think. So mm-hmm. it's not terrible. But again, when you're um, at least in my opinion, consensus top ten wide receiver, if not higher. I mean, that thing should have been in the low nineties or mid nineties. But um, we're not talk- here to talk about Madden ratings. But yeah, I'll, I'll go that route. I'll say his, you know, the the ceiling could potentially be Tyree Kill and. Again, I think there's some aspects to his game that he may do a little bit better than Tyreek Hill. And, you know, you could probably say the same thing about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But, yeah, man, that would be my ceiling. And um, I'm going to take the cliche answer. And what do you believe his ceiling is or who do you believe his ceiling is? I battle with this so much because I don't know if his volume will reach Tyreek. I think they're in a situation now, this offense, where Tyreek makes so much money. And it's weird that it boils down to this. But I don't see any world where he's not the biggest volume guy on this team. Um, so, I mean, for Waddle, I don't think it's about opportunities. It's just continuing to give him these chances to hit home runs. You know, you go back to those, what, 11 50-yard touchdowns in college. That's just by running by dudes. That's getting the ball in his hands and, and making a guy miss and then waddling all the way home. Uh, it goes back to his ability to slash. It goes back to his ability to understand and read defenses. Let me see here what I have else in my notes. And two, Josh, I think what makes this offense – very, very tough to beat is they make defenses beat them, right? If you're in that safe, you know, cover three shell, they'll run the same play five straight times in a row. They will not care. They will have Tyreek on the slant, uh, then Trent Sherfield the next play. They'll just keep punching you until you make some sort of adjustment. So that to me, man, it goes back to the idea of maintaining this consistency, maintaining this usage. I do think there are enough levers in this offense where Waddle might not have as many targets or receptions, but I think there's a world crazy world i think he could even surpass um tyree kill in yards but it's going to come down to that yak if he can continue to make those guys miss in the secondary and that's just going to be even harder to do considering that every year there's going to be defenses um defensive coordinators spending weeks maybe months trying to slow down these two yeah i mean and i have written down for his yak 2021 439 yards after the catch only broke four tackles last season 510 yards after the catch broke four tackles so um, I do think there's some, you know, meat left on the bone there with the yards after the catch. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, again, I think these two guys are going to continue to push each other. Comes down to Tua, and I think with his chemistry with Jalen Waddle, there could be times where you know maybe he is that guy that they're targeting because someone's the defense is trying to take away Tyree Kill. But um, either way, man, we are um, we're we have it very good right now with those two wide receivers compared to like we mentioned before the Marlon Moores, the Julius Pruitts, you know, Rashard Matt. Okay. Rashard Matthews was decent, but uh, six you know, round pick. Absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'll, def- I'll die on that hill. That's but you know cool. what I mean? Never. We've yeah. had some uh, murky waters there at wide receiver. And to see that we now have two elite guys that can do a little bit of everything. It's just awesome. I even listened to um, the I am athlete podcast episode from April, 2022, where both Waddle and Jamar chase were on the show. Uh, Waddle, when he was asked about what he wanted to improve the most, he spoke about that yak, man. He said that 9.5 was my average average yards per reception. Um, as a freshman, he goes, I need to get some yak something. I know I have, I'm not going to talk too much. Just have to go out and show it. And that's exactly what he did. And Josh, this mentality, this attitude, I want to wrap it up with this. I think you saw it. Tyree Kill's podcast, he gave a special shout out to Wes Welker for his ability to push these guys and make them maintain the greatness that you need to have sustained success in this league. So just one shout out to Wes Welker and what he means to this team. I just know he likes to keep those guys hungry. And Josh, what are your thoughts just on how this coaching staff is put together and how it's like, meant for these players in some very weird stars aligning type of way 
I mean, when we first heard about Mike McDaniel, you know, first time head coach, the first thing you wonder is, can he put together staff? And as you know, we started to see these different guys come in. John Embry at the tight end coach, you know, and like you mentioned, Wes Welker, when he poached him from San Francisco, I mean, we were all giddy excited for him coming back. I mean, Patrick Sertan, Sam Madison, the different names from Dolphins years past. So I'm here for it, man. I love that Wes Welker's coaching these guys up, and I'm excited to see what he can do with a guy like Braxton Berrios. I know this isn't a Braxton Berrios podcast. You know, an Eric Ezukoma who wasn't quite ready last season. I'm excited to see what he can get out of them. But the fact that he continues to help these guys develop, like a Tyree Kill, who you know is already the elite among the elite, Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's exciting times for the Miami Dolphins, and you got to give credit to the coaching staff, which, again, you got to give credit to Mike McDaniel for not only being that offensive mastermind. Remember that meme we had where it's like, thanks for changing my life. I'm just an outside-the-box thinker. Um, <laughs> and we got to thank him for being that because I don't think this offense would look the same despite, you know, yes, we have Jalen Wall. Yes, we have Tyree Kill. Yes, we have all these pieces. But if Mike McDaniel wasn't in charge of this offense, I mean, who knows what could come of it. So, um, yeah, man, I'm stoked for Wes Welker in Miami. Last question, Josh. Any regrets? The Dolphins started at number three. They jumped back to 12, settled at six. You mentioned at the top, they had a chance to get Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, no matter what. Any regrets with Jalen Waddle? No. I mean, again, in hindsight, how it would have taken Devontae Smith, wherever that may have been. Um, I don't even know if I thought Jamar Chase was an option. Sewell, I mean, the offensive tackle, that could have been a way to go, but I think – in hindsight, I think the Dolphins made the right pick. And I think, again, we're both excited to see where his ceiling is because as of now, we still don't know, you know, where Jalen Waddle is going to end up when everything's said and done. And Probably in the end zone. The two games that really stood out to me, I mentioned the Baltimore Ravens game. We won't jump back into that. But week 15 versus the Buffalo Bills, Tredavious White was covering uh, Jalen Waddle. Waddle caught three of seven targets for 114 yards and a touchdown. He had a slant route at the beginning of the game. I mean, those things are just cheat codes. I mean, I don't know how any of these DBs can even, you know, contend that. And then a big 30-yard completion, a little stop and go. White had no chance. Um, if the ball was better from two, it probably would have been a touchdown. But you could just see how explosive Jalen Waddle was off the line, how hard it was for these DBs to cover him. And then there was a deep post for a touchdown. Trips at the top of the screen. And then there's just too much confusion from the defense. Waddle runs right past uh, Tremaine Edmonds. And as soon as he clears him, you can just see, you know, daylight. Uh, I don't know if you remember that play, Jake, but as soon as Tua hits Jalen Waddle, I mean, he takes off and you can just see like 20 yards of separation between him and the defense. So um, you could tell how elite Jalen Waddle was in that game. And then the other game that really stood out to me was that Green Bay Packers game on Christmas. I mean, he had five or six catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. The biggest play of that game was that dig across the middle early in the game. Tyreek opened things up with a streak. And, you know, as soon as he catches it, Waddle, he just takes off, man. And it's just daylight I mean you know what play I'm talking about he just outruns everybody Tyreek Hill's downfield you know trying to clear the way you see uh Jer Alexander coming out of nowhere to try to make the tackle and he just completely whiffs in the open field so that's where he got that nickname destroyer of angles but I think it all goes back to Mike McDaniel's play calling and the fact that the entire there was a tight end coming in motion they faked the sweep and the entire defense kind of crashed down to that which allowed Jalen Waddle to come come across and he just had all the daylight so I won't go into too much of that game, but that to me was one of the biggest plays of the whole season. And just again, showed how explosive Jalen Waddle could be not only with the football in his hand, but, you know, before the, the catch making defenders miss in the open field, you know, shaking guys out of their boots and with his route running, the guy can do everything, man. He's, he's a special, special player. And that's continuously what you see when you watch him on tape. 
you see these guys, and, and I think one of the big things this offense can accomplish is anchoring opposing defenses, just really putting them into positions where they have to make tough decisions. Josh, do you feel that same ability to anchor? Um, man, this is a hard way to word it, but without like a Tyree kill there, I, I'm just kind of curious to see what the operation looks like, how they would get them open without Tyree, because don't get me wrong, I love having them both, but I'd love to see kind of the uh, Mike McDaniel, put your arm around your back and let me see what you got type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I hope we don't have to ever, you know, worry about that, except maybe when Tyreek Hill rides off into the sunset to start his sports, uh, his video game company, right? But I did want to mention that three of seven targets in that Buffalo Bills game, they must have learned their lesson from earlier in the year because they definitely were bracketing uh, Jalen Watt on keeping making things hard for the Dolphins to get those uh, big plays. But again, Jalen Waddle finds a way because you have to worry about Tyreek Hill. You have to worry about so many other weapons. But um, yeah, hopefully we never have to deal with uh, Mike McDaniel with his hand behind his back. But I think he'd still find a way to scheme uh, Jalen Waddle open and Jalen Waddle would still find a way to get open because again, he's just that good of a player. Salt of the earth, super athlete. Man, we got real lucky with Jalen Waddle. What an awesome guy to have on your team.